Hello and welcome to the I Am A Health Visitor podcast. My name's Amy. And I'm Jenny. Hello everyone. Um, We are this week going to have a chat about, there's some new guidance came out in December 2018, so fairly new. Yeah, (laughs) Um, very new. It's like a month. Yeah, from First Steps Nutrition. Um, And they've produced two new reports, both around... um, foods and snacks for young children. So the first one is called Processed Dried Fruit Snacks for Young Children. And the second one is Fruit and Vegetable-Based Purees in Pouches for Infants and Young Children. So I know so the titles of the... Yeah, I know the titles possibly aren't very gripping. <laughs> Catchy. Um, <laughs> but um, if, if any of you have had children in the last sort of eight years or so this is probably one you're going to be doing the oral equivalent of maybe watching it through your fingers <laughs> because I know for certain that I mean the um the sort of the dried fruit snacks yeah. I, I was giving to my children yesterday yeah yeah um they are something which is quite Ubiquitous and absolutely often chosen because the perception is that they are they are healthy. Yeah, yeah, they, absolutely. They're good. It's fruit. Yeah, what well, can you? How wrong bar. could it be? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm a and bit Mars bar obsessed, which is weird because <laughs> I don't really eat them. <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, that's exactly the point, isn't it? For me, like it's not about blaming parents for giving their children these snacks. It's not the parents' fault. What it is is actually, and and actually, there's probably a place for them. Yeah, yeah. but it's a case of of there's a place for them in the knowledge that you're giving giving them something which is unhealthy. Yeah, I'm resisting the urge to go into West Side Story soundtrack right now. (laughs) There's a place for us. Somewhere. (laughs) No, that's it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, there's there's definitely a place for these things. But the important thing is that parents are aware that they're actually not healthy at all. Yeah. Which is what these kind of reports... Spoiler alert, that's what these reports say. Yeah. Um, and if if you if you know that they're not healthy and you make the decision to give them as a, you know, whatever, a one-off, or I know that, they, you know, but I'm going to give them this day anyway, that's, that's one thing. But when they're marketed as being a health food, you know, that's yeah. a different thing entirely, I think. And, and that's Definitely. one of the major issues that... Yeah. First Steps Nutrition have with them. And I think just to say as well, if you, I mean, we've talked about First Steps Nutrition on the podcast previously. If you're not aware of who they are, oh, they yeah. are amazing. They are completely independent of food and formula companies. Um, they are a, a charitable trust. They do a conference every year, mm-hmm. um, which I think is always in London-based, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately even, for well, you. Unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunate thing is, even though I am London, based i still haven't managed to make it there i would love to get there to get to one but um yeah um and they are um, an amazing source of independent um evidence-based information and advice around infant milks around um food and nutrition yeah for and they have some fantastic they've got a brilliant guide on for families on using um, healthy start vouchers effectively mm. and making good choices on, with what to buy with their healthy start vouchers mm. and meal ideas. And it's like, it's literally a whole recipe book and breaking it down price by price, you know, sort of price of items. They also do... Um, the Infant Milk's the Guide Infant is brilliant. Infant Milk's Guide, yeah. And they do a guide called Eating Well the First Year. Yes, that one's very useful Which as well. I always joke, you can tell when I've done a clinic 
because <laughs> in my in my work phone text messages there will just be just about five or six <laughs> five or six text messages as the link to that website where I just any yeah. any parent with any baby aged four to six months I send them links yeah um, there's some really 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 brilliant resources on there and it's advice you you can kind of rely on it's it's always yeah. evidence based and it's independent which yeah. is unusual for the formula and baby food Definitely. industry a lot of it a lot of the advice that you get or you see does tend to be quite heavily influenced so well, it's, it's, it's normally paid yeah. for and yeah, sponsored. Exactly. i mean they use so they they it's use good that it's independent. yeah i mean they, the truth is if you if you type into google breastfeeding baby milk um how do i start giving no, my baby solids baby. yeah yeah then literally on the first page majority of those links will be yeah, um, paid for or sponsored company. by food and formula companies and it's not always clear they're, no. they're a bit daft because obviously that they're branding so often it'll be the same colors of their, <laughs> their things um but they they can be a bit sneaky at times as well so these guides then these reports that have been released um the headline that they use to kind of on the main page from the um for the reports which we'll link to from the show notes says we are extremely concerned that high sugar foods and snacks are marketed to families as being fruit and vegetable equivalent and that families are being misled as to the healthiness of the products and i think that's that's obviously the key kind of sentence that they're using to introduce the reports and i think that's a really kind of clear message that comes across from both of them yeah so the first one the first report is processed dried fruit snacks so that's talking about those you know, yo-yo. Yeah, the fruit yo-yos, fruit the wind things, up, the, the pores. They say 100% pure fruit. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those ones. No, yeah, no added sugar exactly. or colorings yeah, yeah. and things. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to start, actually, I'm struggling to think of anything that isn't the, the yo-yo ones and things. <laughs> I know there are other ones. No, there's loads. And on the actual guide as well, it has um, a list of all of the ones that they've covered in their guide. So literally the brand names and, yeah. the, you know, the actual product so you know the ones that are in like the shape of different animals oh, and, and i just saw even like bear, the picture of bear the... is a big brand for yeah. this they have 17 products reviewed in the fruit yeah in i was this gonna review. say they are the, the main ones aren't they <clears throat> organics um humdinger kiddylicious fruit heroes fruit bowl okay wit with fruits these are all ones that that's have very, different products. They will have some, someone products. needs to tell Whitworth how to spell fruits because that's definitely there's no Z <laughs> normally. Um, yeah, but yeah, but it is. I think it is mainly the yo-yos and things that are the most common. Yeah, and then brands, there's like things they? like you know when you see like blackcurrant flakes or strawberry flakes or um, yeah. strawberry peelers. You see all these things. Anyway, they're very common to see around, um, and obviously parents use them as a. A healthy thing because it says yeah. on the pack one of your five a day um and often as well they <clears> come <throat> in they come in packaging which is suitable for for lunch boxes for yeah. taking out and about as snacks they yeah. are completely they've really done their homework in really how to get it used yeah. and especially with a lot of schools being quite strict about not wanting um, chocolate or sugary snacks in Lunchboxes lunch boxes. and things. I think it's something which parents often go to mm. as something to put in the an alternative. Box, an alternative, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, that's an, that's an important point that you made about um, the the packaging, and that's one of the downsides that First Steps Nutrition mention is that the well, not only is it a very expensive way to feed your child fruit, yes, yeah, <laughs> but also the packaging itself is is 
it's often a lot of unnecessary packaging for a yeah. very small product and most of that packaging obviously ends up in landfill so yeah. there's an environmental side to it as well aside from all the other things um but they're talking about as well you know we're talking about it as a snack giving it as a healthy snack yeah. and i think people think of fruit as a healthy snack in between yeah, meals yeah. so you know and a lot of these are actually marketed as something that you give in between meals which goes directly against um the current nhs advice right. so the current nhs advice is do not give a processed fruit snack which is what these are yeah um in between meals because they're very sticky they stick to your teeth yeah and it's yeah. a dental thing it's yeah. to do with their dental okay. health and because i think as well parents often will go for these because mm. they think oh fruit although that's got sugar in mm. it's it's okay good sugars. it's good sugars yeah and so what? this was the biggest thing i learned from this report actually okay. which i had no idea right i didn't know that there's a difference between the, the sugar that you'd find in dried fruit so for example say you go to the shops and you just buy a pack of dried mangoes yes and that has quite a high sugar content yeah, on it yeah. doesn't it because and you know that dried well, fruit yeah. i th- think raisins might be slightly different from oh, okay but, but but certainly things like i don't know there was something about raisins right. i think rais- raisins might be a bit of an exception and raisins are not included in this report um but any other dried fruit so you when you go and there's dried fruit packs those ones i think they well they're just dried fruit so although they've got a very high sugar content that sugar is the naturally there's there's a fruit because it's fruit fruit and it's dried they're high in sugar yeah these but it's, it's within like the cells exactly so these sugars are called free sugars Okay. Um, because what happens is, as well as being dried fruit, it's also very significantly processed. So they are obviously pureeing it. Yeah. They're taking whole fruit, pureeing it, and then um, it's often heat treated, like heavily heat treated as well. Oh. Um, and th- that process in itself freeze frees all the, the sugar. sugar. Yeah, exactly. Right. So the sugars are then freed from the cell. So okay. what that does is not only makes it taste sweeter because yeah. it's higher in yeah, sugar, yeah. and which is something in the puree pouches that's important, but also means that it, the free sugars is more similar to the sugar you would find in sweets and confectionery. Oh, so actually it's like as bad it's the same as the sh- as, yeah. Oh, so the point they're making is that actually when you look at the free sugar content of these and compare that to the free sugar content of say jelly babies yeah. or yeah. like a standard just yeah. confectionery sweet they're almost identical. You can't really? see a difference. And I think that is extremely shocking. Yeah, I was shocked by that. Definitely. Because I thought, oh, yeah, but it's sugary, but it's, it's different sugar. Yeah. It's, it's healthy sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fruit sugar. Yeah. You know, and I think that's actually very, very, very unfair of the manufacturers to yeah. kind of not be making that clear. And that's what, you know... First Steps Nutrition are calling for. They're saying that it's misleading marketing because it's marketed as healthy or it's marketed as one of your five a day when actually it's more comparable to a bag of sweets. And I think a lot of parents give these these products instead of a bag of... They want to choose them because they're not a bag of sweets. Yes, exactly. Um, And certainly wouldn't be giving the amount of them if they knew that they were the same. Um, so yeah, that's because in quite the one alarming. about um, the pouches, um, they actually make the recommendation about they're very concerned about the fact that there's no 
real signposting. There's no traffic light system on the yeah, pouches. They make that often point on the, other foods. Yeah, and the other one as well. Yeah, and actually say about that. You know, if these foods have more than five grams of free sugar per pouch, they should have a high in sugar health warning. Yeah, I mean, because the report which they all do. The report I mean, came out the other day about the um, how a lot of children are having. Is it twice the amount of Sugar and that some children by the age of five have had the amount of sugar that a nine-year-old should have had in their lifetime. And this ties in a lot with that. So, yeah, so it says um, intake of free sugars in the UK should not be greater than 5% of your total energy intake because your free sugars are linked to tooth decay and higher intake of calories, which is then about weight yeah, gain, and then yeah. obviously the consequences of that for long-term health. Risk and it's saying about, yeah, diabetes. risk of type, type 2 diabetes. Whilst there's no specific recommendation on free sugars intake for one- to two-year-olds, it would seem prudent that the free sugars intake of one- to four-year-olds did not exceed 5% of total energy, which yeah. is the same as adults, you know. Yeah, we, yeah. Currently, um, a quarter of children entering school are, are obese. You know, we know that there's, this is a problem. We yes. know that tooth, tooth dental issues are a problem. Yeah. Um, so what they're saying is that on average, yeah, children of this age, so one to four, were having 13, 11.3% of their energy from free sugars. Blimey. Where they're suggesting it should be less than 5%. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and only 13% of that age group achieved less than 5%. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is probably because they're, they're taking them in, in in ways that the yeah. parents don't realise that's yeah. what they are. And because the same is true for the pouch, because, I mean, although the pouches don't go through this whole baking thing, they are so... They're pureed. Overly pureed and heat-treated. And yeah, Because yeah. I was reading, that's how they... the Because the product goes into the pouch when it's hot that then sterilises the inside of the pouch right, and means okay. that they can be stored at room temperature. Okay, okay. Um, and it's that thing as well where, you know, the issue with the pouches is that there's always a mix of the fruit and vegetables. And, I mean, hands up, you know, I did use pouches on the kids when they were yeah. weaning, but not all the time. No, no, sure. And, actually, I quite quickly moved on because they were so watery and everything. It was just like they were, yeah. I might as well have been giving them soup every day. Yeah. Um, but one of the big concerns with the pouches is this, this mix of the fruit and the vegetables. Mm. Um, yeah, that is worrying. So, yeah, so moving on to the pouches then, because I suppose, oh, the other thing we haven't mentioned with the processed, the, the dried fruit oh, snacks yeah. is, I suppose this is true of the, pa- the pouches as well, um, but they've got very inaccurate names when you look at the ingredients. We've well, come to that with that the pouches as well. that is a big thing well. with the pouches. Yeah, so go on, what, what was happening with the, uh, the dried fruit? So it's the same thing. I mean, would you like to take a guess at one of the main ingredients? <laughs> So, so let's All see. So, go on, give give me a give me an example of a name, and let's do it. We've not done a bit of quizzing in a while, have we? <laughs> okay, this is a good one. Yeah, raspberry and blueberry pores. What do you think is the main ingredient of raspberry and blueberry pores? Oh, if you're well, a parent, well, what are you going to assume is well, in they're them? raspberry and blueberry. No, so, I mean, I'd, I'd guess that they would make. <laughs> up, I'm guessing the raspberry and blueberry make up at least seventy five percent of. And a you pore. would be very wrong. Would you like to know how much the raspberry and blueberry okay, make so up? Let, so let's imagine the pores. In so the total. pore normally has, what, three, four toes? <laughs> We've got They're one not going to make up a toe. Not really a toe even, oh my word. 10% in total combined raspberry and blueberry. Sorry. <laughs> so 
The raspberry and blueberry pores contain 59% apple. Right. 31% pear. Oh. And then 5% raspberry, 5% blueberry, and a little black carrot. Black carrot? Yeah. I don't even know what black carrot is. Okay. But apparently that's what they contain. Because actually there are some of them that are a mixture with... Have I not seen ones before that have got beetroot in as well? Also, I'm sure that rings a bell with me. There's been some that have got random vegetables and things in them as well but I might be mistaken I'm not sure I mean basically they're all apple oh my word which is no surprise given what we know about the pureed foods as well and I suppose they have to have I suppose from the recipe point of view it's because of the pectin so otherwise they wouldn't grip together I I don't I don't know it's just they're all apple they're all whatever you're buying is It's all apple apple. it's apple guys so so yeah, yeah so, so with the that's the pal- problem because yeah. it's it's misleading, it's inaccurate, it's dishonest, really, isn't it? Yes. Let's be honest. Um, so yeah, that's that that's the point amazing. they're making. They're saying that they, basically this should be. We need an urgent review of packaging statements, is what they're saying. We need yeah. a traffic light system on the packaging, which rec- reflects the percentage of the recommended free sugar allowance. Yes. And we need to be looking at whether we're allowing. <coughs> these companies to print things like healthy or one yeah. of your five a day when actually we know um and they there's a there's a study that they quote very frequently swan et al 2018 which i will cite um in the um, podcast notes so you can look that study up yourself and they've looked in that study at free sugars and that's where they're getting their right. information about Blimey. free sugars from um so that's you know a, that's obviously a very important yeah. piece of research that's come out recently. Um, so yeah, so, so with the pouches, that's the purchased ones. One of the things that really leapt at me was this concern, and because I know that I'm guilty of this, um, especially not so much with my second, because I was having to do food for my first, so he went more baby led weaning. Yeah. But with my daughter, you fall into that trap of thinking. I really want to introduce them to a vegetable and then having the fear that if you bought like a whole you know load of carrots and pureed them up and then froze them and filled up your fridge with or freeze with them ready to give them carrots and carrots only for the coming months if they didn't like it it's like oh god then you've got a freezer full of carrots yeah and (laughs) so somehow in your head it kind of made sense yeah yeah, it's a bad example because they are really easy to just mash up but it made sense to try a different vegetable like um, i think i possibly did this with broccoli absolutely of um giving it in the pure yeah giving a little bit of an ella's pouch and i would squeeze it onto the spoon and feed it to her she wasn't really having those you know having straight from the nozzle which i know is an issue we'll get on to later but um but I saw that as a real chance of giving her that new flavour, that new taste. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but actually what happens is, is yeah, because they're so... What taste do you think you're um, you're giving them? Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's apple, apple guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's apple. Um, <laughs> that's what you're giving them. And so it's like, and yeah, what they actually say is it's difficult for the infant to recognise the flavours, the texture, the appearance... And so rather than actually introducing them to this different flavour yeah. and opening up their uh, their their palate, as yeah. it were, yeah. um, they're actually less likely yeah, well, to eat it when introduced individually in family meals because it's nothing like what they've had when they tried it before. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's this, this labelling thing, again, is, is so misleading. And the fact that they're combining lots of different fruits... Well, they're combining not only... It would be bad enough to be combining lots of vegetables. Yeah. Because, you know, how are they supposed to identify a broccoli when they've only ever 
tasted it in conjunction with a carrot. Yeah. Like, they're not going to be able to taste a bro- no. broccoli. And, you know, and bearing in mind as well that by the time they've been pureed and all the free sugars have been released... It's yeah. going to taste very different from a carrot that you would puree at but home. But what we're saying is, well, anyway, and I can imagine a lot of people listening thinking, "Oh, but you know, surely if you're doing it at home, you're pureeing it, and so what's the difference?" This By- is very heavy. This is different type of pureeing. Yeah. This is when the, these are pureed. The amount of um, <laughs> it's excessively treated. Yeah. You know, I think it said something about um, one of the cooking processes was they boiled the carrots for forty minutes. Oh my word! And then pureed them, Christ. and then baked them. So when you think then after that, what is left of the carrot? Yeah. Like because if you're doing it at home, the first thing you probably <laughs> do is steam it rather than boil it because probably. you know that boiling in water, yeah, you lo- it loses nutritional content. So that is one of the worries with the pouches is losing the nutrient availability. Yeah. So it might be. <laughs> it's quite an aggressive yeah. Then sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Very passionate about those guys. Um, <laughs> reduction in fibre content um, and losing the vitamins. So nutrient availability because it's not so easily um, accessed because yeah. you've processed the food to such an extent. And then obviously vitamin loss in the same, like the way that you're talking about, like with yeah. the carrots. And they said particularly vitamin C is quite um, at high risk of that, yeah. of vitamin loss. Um, and then there's glucosilinates, um, which are one of the really good ingredients in veg-like broccoli, cabbage, Brussels. Okay. They're apparently, glucosilinates are protective against cancer, apparently. Um, and one of the good reasons why we should all eat more green leafy vegetables. Uh-huh. Those um, are significantly affected by this treatment and processing. I so I think people think, like you say, you, you don't realise the, the, the nutrients you're losing. No. But coming back to the combinations, not only are we combining vegetables to so making them unrecognisable to the child, but we're putting those vegetables with fruit. Yeah. So instead of introducing them, like you say, to the flavour of broccoli, what you're introducing them to, the, to is the flavour of apple, yeah. which, is, which is sweet. Yeah. Um, and and the combinations are very unusual. I said to my sister-in-law earlier, I was like, so, um, if I said to you for dinner tonight, we're going to have cucumber, kiwi, kale, spinach, apple and banana, you might think that was an odd plate yeah. for me to serve up at dinner time. Yeah. You know, and I think the argument they're making here is what you're doing is masking the flavour of the kale and the spinach with and the cucumber with apple, Yeah. again, banana, you know, things that are going to be really, really sweet. Because it's something where I can understand if you're making your own puree at home, then yes, adding a little bit of apple into it would make it more palatable, help get those nutrients in. But the problem I think we're, we're talking about here is that they're so heavily processed, you're not even entirely sure of the nutritional value that's that's left in there. Yeah, and what, what I mean, what percentage of it is in there anyway? Yeah. And, and I suppose the argument they're making as well with first steps is, we're setting up healthy eating patterns for children here. They like sugary foods. We all like we all like sweet foods. Yeah. Of course we do. You never have to teach your children to like no. sweet foods, do you? But actually, if you give them foods that aren't sweet <laughs> consistently and repetitively enough, they They'll will they will enjoy that flavour as well. Yeah. But they're not going to enjoy that flavour if it's only ever given to them alongside apple. So yeah. <laughs> for example, um this one's got this um the the nice combination I was just describing. So the, cucumber, the cucumber kiwis, kiwi. kale, spinach, apple and banana. Do you want to know how much percentage of that is kale? 
Um, yeah, go on then. I, I would guess, so hang on. What do you think many... the top ingredient so is, on, Jenny? How, how many ingredients <laughs> are they mentioned again? Though? And now One, I've got two, three, four, five, six. six. Cucumber, kiwi, kale, spinach, apple and banana. So kale is mentioned third... Third yeah, third, yeah, third. So it must be one of the big proportions then, because I mean, surely it's like <laughs> ingredients. Normally, you list them yeah. from high to yeah, low yeah. value. Everyone knows that. Yeah. So I mean, I'm guessing well, so cucumbers first. So it must be blimey. It must be like forty percent cucumber, maybe, maybe thirty percent. Cucumber 30%. juice, eleven percent. Right. Okay. Eleven percent. Eleven percent. Oh, okay. Spinach, sixteen percent. Right. And then um, the two, the last two on the list, apple and banana, because obviously yeah. we're focusing on the, you know, the vegetables here. Oh, yeah, cucumber, yeah. Cucumber, no, kale, exactly. and spinach. And, and we just have a bit of apple and banana in it. You know, they're yeah, the yeah, last two in the name. Just to add yeah, a bit just of, a little bit. Just to add that yeah. tiny bit of flavour, a bit of substance. They're the top two ingredients. Oh. Yeah, apple makes up 35% of the uh, thing. So that <laughs> apple makes up pretty much all the of thing. the vegetables. Yeah. yeah. Right. And interesting as well in the report, and I can't remember what page it's on, but they talk about the... They talk about the broccoli. Was oh my word! I'm laughing at this one. Spinach, peas, Ten, and, and sorry, apples. Ten, tender spinach. Tender, tender spinach. spinach. Peas and apples. Um, percentage of that one. Tender spinach, peas, and apples. Percentage um, of that one. That's going to be apples. Eighty-two percent, people. Eighty-two percent of that. Tender spinach, peas, and apples. Eighty-two percent of it is apple. The dumb thing is that I always think of peas Spinach as... Spinach is 12%. Peas are 6%. And the dumb thing is, well, peas, peas are anyway sweet. are quite sweet. Yeah. They surely would have been able to hold their we own in there. We don't need 82% of apple. No. I mean, just, just puree some peas. Yeah. Like, pea well, puree well, would be a nice thing for a baby. Yeah. As we're talking about, though, as well, it's that thing with the... Um, the order of the ingredients listed. And I think on the packaging as well... The pictures of ingredients listed are really you end up falling into that trap of thinking, yeah. you know, the font is bigger on yeah. the vegetables and things, yeah. where else it doesn't actually reflect what the actual composition is. Yeah. Um, and I know that there was a I can't remember what page it was, but there was a picture of <clears throat> a I think it was an Ella's kitchen pouch, and the equivalent homemade with the same proportions. Yes. And Yella's kitchen pouch looks like the sort of thing you'd find in a gunge tank on kids' TV. Yeah. <laughs> and the homemade one looks amazing. Looks and also, yummy, yeah. yeah, the Ella's kitchen one's really watery looking, which is my big issue with them, is that you find they have this like stage one and then stage two that you step up to. And it's still absolute sort of watery sludge that I would give to a baby straight away if I was weaning. Yeah. Um, whereas... The homemade one has a bit of consistency to it. It's nice and mashed and ready to um, ready to to go. And yeah. Is a sort of is the um what's the word? Subs not substance. It has consistency. Okay, good consistency. Which yeah. should be really palatable. So the other thing, I mean, a couple of things with the purees that we haven't mentioned. One you kind of alluded to earlier, which is about the straw, sucking through the straw. Yeah. There's a major issue with that Dental because it's health. not good for their teeth. No. It's also, I mean, when you think about this is how we eat, we're teaching you how we eat. Yeah. We suck out food 
through a, from a processed pouch which through a straw. Which you can't actually see anything. You can't see what you're eating. What you're eating. You can't smell no, it. No real... You're not using any senses other than taste. Not exploring it in any way. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing, the straw thing. And also the other thing we haven't mentioned is the fact that it's it might interfere with their natural kind of satiety signals. So we all know purees are obviously easier to eat and quicker. Yeah. And they also have less fibre in them. And we talked already a bit about fibre, reduction in fibre content. Yeah, from well, the processing. I, I know of like, I mean, from that other mum friends who her kids who, I mean, I would struggle with Ellie being so tiny. Mm. I would struggle to get her to have a pouch where. Yeah. And yet I'd have friends who would be like, oh my word, they're having like three pouches at a time. Now, now I know the advice is then, well, they're obviously ready for more mashed, longer fibres in the food. Give them this, it'll fill them up more. However, you would sort of yeah. Back then, I'd be like, well, mm. but I mean, I think yeah. even as a even as an uneducated mum, I'd be thinking, well, yeah, you need to maybe give them something a bit different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I think the thing is, people don't realise. Again, it's not their fault. It's the manufacturers here yeah. that are at fault, isn't it? Yeah. Um, like anything, it's it's never the parents' fault. It's always no, um, well, no, because they are being they. Yeah, you yeah, want to do what the you're best, being told. but you you find this stuff and it's all recommended, and mm. you get various. Uh, I mean, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, everything these days is uh, yeah. open to marketing. <sighs> yeah, so we need to be kind of we need to be advertising these things more honestly and that's really what first steps are asking for the other thing they've pointed out of course which every health visitor in the world knows and is going to be going oh my god yes this is so annoying is that they all say or a lot of okay not all a lot of them say suitable from four months which goes in direct conflict with the um uk guidance Which is for obviously from six months. And we've got um, an episode about early weaning, if anybody wants yes. to go look at it. I wonder if this is going to change, because I know looking in the report, it mentioned about this being based on an EU directive. Mm. Um, yeah, so if we were to leave the EU, because <laughs> it's one of those things where you know, we can't even guarantee that's a certainty at the moment. Yeah, no. Um, but Fingers I, crossed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But possibly one of the, you know, the only positive thing about Brexit might be that we can strictly restrict labelling to Maybe, six months yeah. plus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we should be able to restrict labelling in these kinds of ways. Nothing they're asking for is seems unreasonable to me. Yeah. It all seems very, very... All exactly. they're asking for is honesty, yeah. you know. Um, and they also argue that as well as they should be marketed from six months onwards, they should be giving more accurate advice on because a lot of them talk about staged weaning, like oh, yeah. you know, stage one, stage two, stage and they three. relate it to age, don't they? It's yes, exactly. Age related. It's nothing about ability, and even I mean, we're over, yeah, with our yeah advice we give on starting solid foods i think a lot more of us now talk about around six months yeah and we're concentrating when you get on these developmental signs. signs yeah rather than yeah strictly. it's not age-based and, and that's quite they point out that that's a very old-fashioned advice um, yeah. and that really it should be about their developmental level well, i find it funny i always say yeah to parents when we talk about introducing solid foods and i think well what did cavemen do yeah. so in my way it's like it's it's it sounds yeah, yeah. it's funny we talk no, about being old-fashioned yeah. to offer advice according to age because in a way i think we're going back to prehistoric times yeah look at how really this is evolved, the baby this and how, how evolved. evolved they are yeah so i mean that's a kind of a very whistle-stop tour in half an hour to those two um 
those two guidance documents. I think ultimately what they're saying is it's extremely misleading. Yeah. I think the thing about the free sugars was revolutionary to me. Yeah, definitely. And to make to be clear as well, that's not just applying to the um, dried fruit snacks. It also applies to the purees. Yeah. So those purees, the fruit and vegetable based purees, are still very high in free sugars because of the industrial again, pureeing process. Yeah, they're based on that pureed process. Um, and cooked as well. I mean, we know, you know, why do we cook vegetables? Because they taste nicer, they taste sweeter when they're cooked. Yeah. Because some of that sugar has been released. Yeah, absolutely. So, if, for example, looking at this just absolutely shocked me. <laughs> free sugars, I'm easily shocked, obviously. Um, free sugars, so these is, these, it's got like a table, it's figure one. So for anybody who wants to look up the document, so it's on page 36, and figure one. And this is one. the one regarding pouches. This is the pouches, yeah, document. It's got a um, list of the um, the products, and then it's got what percentage of their recommended daily amount for a one to four-year-old of free sugar. So bearing in mind, we're saying, you know, only 5% of a child's energy intake should be from free yeah. sugars. This is saying, what percentage of that 5% does this cover? Well, the top one, 136% of their recommended daily yeah. allowance. And so in fact, one, of these, even... one of these purees is more than your entire free sugar daily allowance. Well, nearly a day and a half, isn't it? Yeah. And the top, in fact, the first three are all over 100%. Yeah. And then the Ella's Kitchen one, the Ella's, Ella's Kitchen yellow one, yeah. that's 99% of your... And so these are like the fruit smoothies. It's yeah. worth bearing in mind well, that even regular smoothies are probably are this high in yeah, free sure. sugars and things. Like even the, the innocent smoothies are probably not so innocent. Uh, no, 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 absolutely. I'm sure they are. But I think the point is, is that this is marketed at young children. Yeah. And what First Steps Nutrition are all about is trying to develop healthy eating habits for life. And I think, you know, most everybody knows that we we want to we want to set them yeah. up for a life of loving Definitely. vegetables you know that's not an easy task yeah that's hard enough no. for parents to accomplish yeah. that isn't it Definitely. without all of this sabotage that they're getting along the way so um the point there is they're saying let's be more honest to the manufacturing and the um, packaging of this and also that families should be given appropriate and practical support in preparing alternatives yeah. to this. Yeah. So it's no good just lecturing families not to give these. No, we actually have to, to be able to give them the tools and the alternatives to be able to do that. So I'm going to put all the links to... Um, the, well, I'll put the link to the Swanital, and obviously I'm not going to link every single thing that's referenced because no. that would be ridiculous, no. but I'll I link the, the, two, the, two the two reports, and then people can look for their own Brilliant. reading in that. Well, I hope that's giving you a bit of information that was new to us and hopefully yeah. new to you as well and uh, spiked a bit of interest and it's again something which will make a really easy revalidation you know have a look at the report yeah, yeah. do a reflection on how it would influence you, the advice you give to families or yeah. information you pass on to your colleagues mm. and jobs are good and mm. um, include it in your weaning talk guess the contents yeah of this. Definitely, <laughs> definitely guess what guys it's apple <laughs> well it'd be interesting always to compare this to say like a milky way yeah. And actually, which one is the better option? Which one's got higher sugar which one, content? Which one or, is more yeah. likely to actually fill a child up for a mm. little while and actually give them... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. 
you might have heard fun some, and games might, and might have, have heard some pinging in the background that's our tea ready because we're having our uh, yeah. our sleepover podcast Woo-hoo! weekend <laughs> <laughs> and if, you've heard us like gradually speeding up through the yeah. as the food gets closer and closer <laughs> if you want to um, get in touch with us we're on twitter at i am a hv um we're also on instagram but i'm i must we're not posting we'll hugely on there that. but yeah. please yeah come and find us on there if you want to maybe coax us to post a bit more um and you can email us um at um no, i am a health visitor written long form at gmail.com lovely look forward to hearing from you soon take care in the meantime guys Thanks. bye bye